Okay, gang, they're coming out here. Walk out, but this may be going to me. It's just after 10 a.m. on Wednesday, and two members of the pharmacy team, along with a police escort, are hustling, carefully hustling, through the hallways of Metro Health Medical Center. Inside the styrofoam box one of them is carrying, the first doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Their destination is a small, bright room with a refrigerator, a table, and a chair. It's just off the Rammel Camp Pavilion, which has been converted into a temporary immunization clinic with nine curtain stations, where, over the course of three days, the vaccine will be injected into the arms of about a thousand workers on the front lines of COVID care. Doctors, nurses, aides, assistants, the environmental specialists who clean and sanitize patient rooms. But before the vaccine can be injected, it needs to be carefully prepared. That's the job of pharmacist manager Brian Colbert, who's sitting at the table surrounded by supplies. In front of him, a vial of COVID-19 vaccine, a vial of saline, and a hypodermic needle. Metro Health Associate Director of Retail Pharmacies, Ryan Metzinger, stands behind him and describes what's happening. Okay, so currently the vaccination has been thawed in the refrigerator for the last three hours. So it's been pulled from the refrigerator and now Brian is sterilizing the dulent. He'll draw up 1.8 mLs. Once drawn up, you'll see him sterilize the vaccination vial. You do have to invert it 10 times to allow it to make sure it's thawed and ready to be injected. Once drying, we will put the 1.8 mLs of the sodium chloride into the vaccination vial, and then again, invert for 10 times. Once the vial is complete, we will get a sticker date because that starts the time clock now, so that vial is good for six hours. This vaccine will remain this way until the patient's at the desk to be injected. At that point, then the pharmacist will draw up the 0.3 mL dose to inject into the patient. Hello and welcome to Metro Health Prescription for Hope. I'm John Campanelli. We named this podcast Prescription for Hope years ago, before the novel coronavirus and before the disease it causes, COVID-19, turned the world upside down. But on Wednesday, a prescription for hope began to get filled. At noon, Metro Health President and CEO Dr. Agram Boutros spoke to the throng of reporters on hand to capture the first vaccinations. Good morning, everybody. So today is a joyous day. We begin on a journey where we will make sure that our staff, our community, and our families are safe. It's been a long tunnel, and the light is finally here. What a beautiful day to start vaccinating people. With cameras clicking, the first recipient of the vaccine, Dr. Sherry Williams, a pulmonary and critical care specialist, steps into the vaccination station. Sometimes the greatness of the moment matches the greatness of the person meeting it. And that's Dr. Williams. 
The evening before the first shot, after another rough day in the ICU, and after losing another patient to COVID, she shared her thoughts. I think one of the things that um, all of us wrestle with is sort of fear. I'd be lying if I sat here and said, you know, I wasn't afraid, um, that I wasn't afraid when the pandemic started and I found myself having to um, do what I always do, which is take care of sick people, um, to get in there and give it my all um, and to care for other people's loved ones like they're my own. But I was scared. I said my prayers and um, maybe it's because of all the years I went to Catholic school, I don't know. But um, I, I found myself saying, um, you're gonna be okay, you get out there and you give it your all. And so when the vaccine came, I again found myself sort of being nervous or being um, apprehensive about, you know, um, should I get it? You know, what will happen? What if there's some side effect or something that nobody could have, you know, predicted or, or had a crystal ball to be able to tell, you know, what would happen? And, um, I thought to myself, you have all of these what ifs, what ifs, um, and you have this fear of this what if about this vaccine, but why don't you look at this in terms of what you know? And what I know is that I watched a lot of people die. I took care of a lot of people my age and younger. I took care of people that reminded me of my own mother. Um, and I thought to myself, what I do know for sure is that this disease has been horrific. It has been the scourge of our planet. It has been an abomination and I thought to myself, I should stop thinking about all the what ifs and the things that maybe, maybe this, maybe that, and say to myself, this is what I know. And what I know is that this disease is a killer. It's a killer. It has robbed people of their youth, robbed people of loved ones. It's robbed people of their livelihoods, their homes. It has broken so many people. And if there's a chance, if there's a chance to stop this spread, if there's a chance to help us heal as a society, as a human race, as fellow citizen, brother, sister, neighbor, friend, then um, stop being afraid and get out there, Sherry Williams, 
and do your part. It's your personal responsibility to not just take care of patients, but to do your part to help stop the spread of the disease and to let other people know that it's okay to be afraid and it's okay to wonder what if, but you have to also say to yourself, but here's what I know. And what I know is that we've lost a lot of people and there are a lot of people who've been hurt and devastated. And so it's a chance for other people to have some personal responsibility and it's a chance for people out there who call me a hero, for them to be a hero. Take some personal responsibility and be a hero for our society, be a hero for the, the human race, be a hero for people you don't even know because we're counting on it. This is our best hope and we're counting on everybody. Back in the vaccination station on Wednesday, Dr. Williams sits down and gets ready to roll up her sleeve. Hold my hand. Are there volunteers to hold my hand? <laughs> We're thumbs up. We're thumbs up. We're good. Thank you. We're good. Yeah. That's your COVID vaccination. Right? After interviews with about a half dozen media outlets, we pulled Dr. Williams aside. How did you feel when you woke up this morning? I was excited. I was excited. But I was nervous. And I said to my mother, I said, say a prayer for me that I don't chicken out. And my mother said, you're not going to chicken out. You're going to do what you know you need to do. I was like, say a prayer for me anyway. And she's like, I always do. I've been praying for you all along. I'm a little bit, believe it or not, camera shy <laughs> and to have so many people. Uh, I kept thinking to myself, my hairstylist is probably out of her mind saying, girl, I can't believe you got in front of those cameras with that hair looking like that. She's probably like, you know, why didn't you come see me? Um, but I've been working in the ICU. And um, uh, for me, it's just, uh, I'm working. And it's just straight up ugly. It is what it is kind of day. Um, all flattery, you know, and vanity goes out the window. You just roll up your sleeves and take care of patients. What are you going to do now? I'm going back to the ICU to take care of some more patients. Yeah, I had somebody cover me for a few minutes and I'm headed back. I'm going to eat my lunch and get back to work. The vaccinations continued through midnight on Wednesday. Here's what things sounded like. Shafar, but they can call me Ivy. They call me Ivy, okay. it's easier. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So what do you do here? Um, I work at the critical unit, step down, ICU. Um, I'm basically on the COVID unit. I see a lot of COVID. Oh yeah, basically our whole floor is COVID almost. 
And I just feel good that we have something that we can try to help them with. They be in their rooms isolated and, you know, it feel bad. So I'm so happy that we can get this vaccine and get everybody back to hope and save lives. You know, my patients, I'm so happy about it. Um, I got a grandson that I'm always with and I want to make sure that I'm safe around him. So I have no problem with taking it. Yeah, I think it's great. My name is Amanda Jorski and I work in the emergency department at Metro Health. Um, it's actually made me more grateful to be a healthcare worker and have the opportunity to get the shot. Um, not only for myself, it's great, but just knowing that I can take care of my patients better and not be as worried about transmitting it to them. And then most importantly, um, for my grandmother, because I help her. I help take care of her and she relies on me. So it's always stressful wondering if I'm gonna leave work and like bring something home to her. Christopher Cargyle. I work for Metro, but I'm, I'm stationed at the county jail. I'm okay. an LPM at the county jail. To me, it's just it pinches like the flu shot. Take it, it'll help you protect yourself and your family, uh, especially if you have older, uh, older people. I have an older mother and I have a brother that lives with me that just had a kidney transplant. So I did it for them as much as I did it for myself. So not just for you, it's for your family and the community. You know, we've seen some bad stuff, and I would just encourage people to get the vaccine because anything that's going to keep you safe and keep you from, you know, being sick and, and being in conditions like we've seen up in the ICU, um, definitely, you know, get the vaccine. Oh, my name is Patty Pavlock. I am the manager of the medical ICU. I brought a guest. Can we a ask, really fun guest. Can we ask why you brought the guest today? Because I'm a single father. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, yeah, I couldn't leave him in the car. I think I get in trouble for that. It's also a historic moment, right? So when he gets to see his daddy get the shot. Uh, what's all that for? Okay, relax your arm as much as possible. Very good. I'm scared. You're scared? Don't be scared. This is a good thing. See? All done. Look. How's the needle in there? Isn't that cool? It retracts. It goes right back into the syringe. Isn't that amazing? Well, he's been talking about it all day. We've had, we've gone over it and, you know, ex expressed that the, uh, it's not that scary. This will help all of us in the long run and help him get back to being able to go back to Cedar Point and, you know, live life as normal and get back to school and do everything that he wants to be able to do. It's, this is the first step to do so. So, oh, My name is David. I'm one of the uh, nurses in the emergency room. And this is my son, Vince. There's a sign here that says, I'm taking my shot for blank. Who are you going to fill it out for? Oh, for him. Why? I took the shot. I came here today for you.
the weeks to come, as more vaccine arrives, Metro Health will begin vaccinating our patients and other members of the community, starting with those who are most at risk. Working with the County Board of Health, we hope to vaccinate upwards of 1,000 people a day at sites throughout the community. Like Dr. Williams said, that's when it's going to be your turn to be the hero. We know you'll step up. In the meantime, all of us must remain vigilant. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and watch your distance. Prescription for Hope is a production of the Metro Health Communications Department under the direction of Joe Froelich. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Thanks again for listening, and please have a happy, healthy, and hopeful holiday season.